I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. For an Asian, I've got quite a sizable bum. <laughs> so it shouldn't take... I reckon your eight-week plan will take me about four weeks just to get... I just need to Ooh, make sure it stays up there the way it Wait is. Up. Hello, one and all. Welcome to the Manzilla podcast. I'll tell you what, it's been a good week, hasn't it? Apart from this stupid bloody weather. Yeah. Oh, Bad weather today. Man. Bad weather, isn't it? Brought me down from the sunshine for this. <laughs> I feel I really down. We need to, uh, yeah. No, it's cool. We're gonna, <laughs> Pick ourselves up. We're going to pump us up. We're going to pump everyone up as well. British Thank you very much. Summer. <laughs> exactly. British summer. <laughs> horrific. Horrific British summer. Thanks for lending us your ears and your eyes if you're watching us on social media today. We aim to please and we aim to examine the issues that often get swept under the table for us guys here. Yes, this is the Manzilla podcast. We are here to talk about everything to do with important stuff like status, our identities, how we can navigate the complex world today. I don't care what anybody says. I'll tell you what. It is tough being a guy. I know we've got Lou in here who will probably disagree with a lot of us, though. I think it's tough handling a guy, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try try being a woman. I am Gavin. And I'm Lou. We are on social media where you can find us at Manzilla Online. You can message the show. And if you've come to us through Apple, Google or Spotify, then please leave us a sick review. Usually our amazing Jack is with us, but he's out and about being an actor and he's on a shoot today. I tell you so what. we miss you, Jack. Yeah, I miss, I, it's not I miss the same him. without you. I think it's Jack being away has, has made the weather bad. I reckon he's taken the good weather so? with him. Yeah, definitely. Wherever mm. he is, I feel like it just always rains when he, we're in the studio. Though. I, yeah. Oh, do you know what? You you, you kind of are all <laughs> right. I said a bit, this actually. didn't I? Yeah, but he has sent us a message. You know. Hey guys, how you doing? So gutted not to be there in the studio with you today. Unfortunately, I've got something that I couldn't couldn't wiggle my way out of but i am super excited to hear what our guest has to say about the reality tv and men's body image 
world that we live in today. It is Alex Beattie. Thank you very much Thank indeed very much, guys. for coming on, Alex. It's really appreciated. We yeah. know each other through football. Uh, we play in like we a need. sort of charity celebrity football mm. team. You're a, you're a quality player, man. Uh, you <laughs> are slower. I think, no, I, I but, think I'm a winger, but I really should be sitting back. Well, sitting I always, back with you, you know, I always say to Coops, who runs the show, runs the runs the <laughs> team, put Alex at the back, please, because we need defenders <laughs> who can actually defend. It's me, that's saying I'm just getting greedy, you know. I'm just getting greedy. You've got a footballer's physique, actually. Thank you. Mm. Since Love Island, it's yes, been mate. you know it's been a real interesting journey for you with the, the fitness world and the mm-hmm. personal um, branding world um how's everything been since love island for you it's been a bit chaotic really um from well being super busy to being super just like i don't know lonely all different like uh series of series of emotions mm-hmm. um different work things pop up you know so i've been very busy but it kind of comes off your own back eventually and yeah, it's been a good, good, good little whirlwind. I think. Why do you think that people are so obsessed with reality TV and Love Island in particular? What do you think it is about the show that just gets people hooked? Yeah, well, I think a lot of it's to do with like the youth. I think there's obviously so it's like a very, I mean, the 21st century is, is massively yeah. like shout online. out to them youths out there. Yeah, <laughs> it's all online. It's all visual, you know. So I think. Um, especially with like the youths these days, they can like visualize and they can like re- um, relate to somebody on there. You know, like I'm like this person or this person. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a good point. And they kind of like relate them situations or things that happen on the show to things that are going on there in their daily lives or in their lives or relationships or whatever. You know, so it's it's kind of just like a home away from home, and you kind of like. Yeah, sit pretty with it, you know. So. It's it's true that because yeah, that's a really good point. You do relate to the people on there mm-hmm. who are. Um, going through the same dilemmas that you might be going through in real life mm. and handling it in the same way mm. that, you know, they might be handling it on TV. And, you know, you were really, you came across really well on there, I thought. Yeah, Matt. thanks. Yeah, you really did. And, um, <laughs> you know, my favourite this series, Tommy Fury, yes. because he's part Mauritian, I heard, oh, which God. is what I am. Is it? Yeah, it's crazy. <sighs> I was like, no way. So Tommy, biased, Tommy Fury is part Mauritian. That's crazy. Really? Yeah, <laughs> madness, madness. Do you even ever go back to Mauritius? And oh, you just, you yeah. Tell, yeah okay, well, I have cool. now since yeah. I kind of basically <laughs> kind of was aware of how much, how cool it was you know, I, I, but growing up you kind of I'm born and bred in the UK yeah but like growing up um you know in the UK you sort of don't really associate with kind of your heritage a little mm. bit well mm. that's for quite me. a nice feeling to go back in. yeah good honeymoon spot yeah definitely yeah well since I kind of realized that it's the place to be for Instagram <laughs> it's like okay I probably should go back in a bit more often I reckon but um yeah um Alex just did you feel the pressure like um of keeping up appearances like when you were on the show um and having to sort of like act in a certain way when you were there you say that mate, but I really hadn't watched it at all yeah. that much beforehand um yeah and I was when I was on there I kind of I don't know whether I regret it or not, but I was kind of too chill for my own good, you know, kind of sat yeah. back, didn't say much. I'm a very relaxed guy and being on the show and just watching people's like personalities uh, change in different scenarios. You can't, I, me not being from that background at all, kind of was like, what, why are they like acting up and stuff? And when you then come off the show and you watch it back and you see why they were doing that, because yeah. it's all about screen time. It's all about like uh, drama and all this different stuff. And you're not causing any of that stuff then you're not getting shown, basically, you know? Right. So That's one of the things that scares me about being in a show like that. I just hate being caught up in drama mm. and having that being exposed and, like, yeah. my feelings and emotions just getting yeah. plastered all over the pub- public. So Everyone's got an opinion on them as well. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. got an opinion Yeah, on and them. I think if you're yeah. really conscious about and you really care about what people think of you, oh, my God, that's the last place yeah, you should I mean, be because it messes with your head, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think, um, obviously, with people... Um, all of the, the the scope around anxiety and all like social yeah. issues and pressures and stuff these days. I think 
going on a show like that is the worst possible thing you could probably do but at the same time one of the best things you can do because i mean out of your comfort zone is where you grow really yeah but i think there's stages to it and maybe it's leveling up to something like a show would be later on um because this it's it goes from one extreme a couple of friends calling you names and and telling you how you look or whatever looks like to then like thousands and thousands hundreds of thousands of people yeah. telling you how your personality is telling you how you look telling you what's wrong with you you know what yeah. should be changed about you and that's a completely different level you and know and it's not really you know we don't really know you just mm. even though you're on on the show and everything it's yeah, just course, it's not yeah. really fair i think for the public to judge just purely of how you're acting on camera yeah mm. you know because mm. you're so aware that you're being filmed all the time right like yeah. half of the time did yeah. you feel like oh i'm not really being myself this isn't who i am yeah i mean I mean, I'm a, a northern lad as such. Um, I found I struggled that I wasn't being myself when a lot of the people that were on the show from were from down south. And I just didn't understand a lot of the, the dialect and a lot of the... Culture. Like, yeah, everything. it was just like completely different. And I didn't really fit in in that sense. And there was only one other person that was from the north as such, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Everyone else lived in London or was around the Essex area and stuff. And I found it quite yeah. hard to fit in um, like that. So... I mean, being aware of all of the cameras and stuff kind of plays another part on it. You know, mm -hmm. you obviously, um, they're just like security cameras, you know, like CCTV cameras on the top of the roof. Like, yeah. It's not like someone just like standing there with a camera in your face, like yeah. film crew. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. So that would freak me out. You kind of forget about it, mm. but at the same time, you think, this isn't real. You know, like you, you, you do go, oh, okay, yeah. watch what I'm doing, watch what I'm saying. Like you start thinking about those sort of things, you know, whereas maybe if you're by yourself or say on holiday with a bunch of friends or whatever, you you let loose, you do more stupid things, you know. The, the show's like come through, you know, quite a lot of bad publicity, hasn't it, mm. recently with um, the two suicides yes. uh, in the last few years and what have you, uh, last couple of years. Um, Mike, Mike was the same series as me. Oh, same series. Yeah. Oh, crikey. Yeah, crikey. Mike together. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I remember Mike's played a couple of games, I think, with us, hasn't he? He was a really lovely lad. Um, what do yeah. you make of, like, all the... Um, the kind of publicity and the headlines around all that and it's a bit it's just so tough uh, I appreciate you being on to talk yeah, about it but it's like it's, mean, it's tough to kind of like process isn't it and hard for people to deal with it especially if you, people who knew him yeah yeah I think it's just so I think some people obviously deal with it all uh, differently like to other people you know and I think in Mike's case unfortunately he got branded with a sort of a, a stereotype in which he had to try and live up to mm -hmm. which as many people knew him he was a really nice guy, you know, like, I mean, I had no issues with him at all. He was like, like, nice guy. He seemed nice to like women as well, you know, but he got branded as like a, the playboy, you know, yeah. like the, the tall, dark and handsome, mysterious, yeah. doesn't care. Like, and they called him Muggy Mike. Muggy well. Mike, you know. Which is a bit harsh, really harsh. I think. What's what Muggy as in? Like, yeah, like just, like, just doesn't terms. care. Like you'll yeah. just mug you off. Like, don't, like you'll. Yeah. Oh, right. You know, okay. Yeah. Just yeah. not bothered about you. It's all about like him, that type of thing, you know. Like, mm. But I mean... Try, like I'm not saying he was trying to live up to it, but like just being branded like that, and then all of your work following from that, they want you to be like that. You know, that's that that's your stereotype. That's your your niche as such. And then, yeah, I mean, goes back to what I was saying as well, yeah, where you're trying hard. to be someone who you think the public want to perceive you mm. as, and you're trying to be this person. Who yeah, you're just acting to be a person that mm. you actually you're not. Really. Yeah. Do you think yeah. he was going I think through it, that? I mean, it may have been a multiple, like a multitude of things. I don't really know the ins and outs of it. I know they had a couple of losses in his family and friend, oh, like no, uh, no. world as well. You know, so it could have been just like a multitude of things. He's obviously starting up a business. Whether that was going the way it, like he wanted it to be, I, don't know. I really don't know. But 
just off the back of like being branded in, in a certain way I, you know, I know that it's not it's not nice you know and especially when you've got like, it's literally hundreds of thousands of people like like telling you telling you that they hate you or mm. going yeah, do things pressure. like go and kill yourself and yeah. things like you know that people like honestly if i could filter out the amount of messages that i've had like that it's, oh, it's a really? joke you know it's an absolute joke you've yeah. had a lot though. yeah oh my God, for no, like for no reason you know yeah yeah but it's just um it's the way people are on the anonymous on the anonymous platforms they mm. feel like they can say anything can't they oh yeah. of course yeah <sighs> and i think that shows have a lot of responsibility in terms of there's been a lot of talk lately yes. about how a lot of the reality shows the jeremy carl show for example oh, as yeah. well mm. yeah. about not actually producing enough aftercare yeah. after the show has finished mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. how do you do you agree with that do you think that um my personal like uh, involvement with aftercare so i didn't have any right mm-hmm. the favorites of the show, so the winners, the the final fours as such, um, are the only ones that'll chirp up and say they got like loads of aftercare. Me personally, I didn't have any. The only mm-hmm. time I was in contact with anybody after the show from like the show, um, with producers wise or aftercare wise, or when it was the day after Mike died. Right. So they rang me the day after Mike died and said, like, "How you doing? How you doing? Mm. We're here if you need us. Cool. Thanks. Bye." being on that show as well it heightens your anxieties your insecurities you leave probably feeling a little bit lost like what am i going to do now like i do think that there should be a platform where you can talk to people as well i do find that when i say when i talk about this to other people i always say um i feel like one of the lucky ones in that i had something that i was passionate about before Mm. tv tv wasn't like my end goal you know i had a passion for fitness for pt for helping people for you had a strategy for after anyway yeah Yeah. Um, i mean like it was just something I was super interested in and so, like uh, something I loved doing and something I got a really good feeling from. Mm-hmm. And to fall back onto that for me was like one of the best things because you get that sort of self-worth that you're helping more than just yourself, you know? And it's, I think a lot of people that were on that show or been on that show and have felt the way they felt and, and, and struggle with these different things have had no... I don't know, like had had nothing before the TV, before that lifestyle in which they like could relate to or go back to yeah. um, because it may be embarrassing to go back to work or, you know, they're living like, say, off, or having off, office jobs or some people won't even employ because um, it causes too much of a fuss for, say, like customers coming in. But like, oh, my God, that's a person off Love Island. You know, like yeah, it's just too much of a fuss to employ somebody like that, you know, so. Um, they probably come off the show thinking or expecting something bigger to happen for them yeah, as well, right? Yeah, so yeah, oh, yeah. I'm going to be sorted afterwards. Yeah. I'm going to get some opportunities. And if you don't, then obviously you just think, what the fuck am I doing yeah. now mm. with my life? Mm. Yeah. I mean, like the some people are only on there for like 48 hours. Yeah. You know, so they come on. If they don't like sh- like put a show on, mm-hmm. they're off, you know. And then it's like some of these people have quit their jobs. Yeah. They've, they've literally got 30 seconds of screen time and then they're gone, you know. And it's right. like, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's hard. Luckily, I mean, luckily I did all right off of it and continue to do well off of it. And on the back of that, I've got something that I'm really proud of and something that I yeah enjoy to do. So it, it kind of I treat them both as two separate entities. You know, I've kind of like yeah. got my own thing going on, and then any opportunities that come along from the back of the TV work and all the Instagram stuff, then it's yeah. an extra little thing. So that that kind of new uh, way for you then is um, mm. related to the the fitness world, and yes. that's something I know that you're really passionate yeah. about. And uh, your stuff online is fantastic. Mm. It's really good because it's 
you know, instructive, informational, and mm. really educational as well. Yeah. And I think that that's like really good for people to see. So, mm. um, how did you sort of like go about the sort of after Love Island career, really, if you like? Well, it, it took me a while, really, because I was, you know, like like you said before, I, I was a little bit lost. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to. I did lots of lots of PAs for a while. Yeah. Um, I lost a lot of weight myself. I was around, I mean, not as may not mean much to many people, but I was around about 94 kilos. I was a previous um, men's physique competitor. Like I, I did a lot of work within fitness and bodybuilding style stuff, you know. So I was kind of really proud of my physique. And obviously after Love Island, um, I did a lot of PAs, a lot of partying, a lot of the opposite, basically. Um, and I lost about stone and a half. I've just, I mean, I, I had no fat on me anyway, but I was just like, I just lost about stone and a half of muscle. And I got to the point of where I was like, I hate the way I look and I hate my lifestyle. And it's, I just, you know, and it's, it's all like Alex, 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 Alex. I just was sick of hearing my own name, you know? Right, really? So yeah, I was just sick of hearing my own name, sick of my lifestyle. And I just thought I'm going to put a stop to even doing like the posts on Instagram, doing all of these appearances, um, everything and i just like wanted to go back and do something i love so you turned your passion into a business essentially yeah yeah i knew that i always wanted to do something within fitness how i went about that was i was very took me a while to to work out you know Mm. so do you think that coming off the show and essentially being a celebrity entrepreneur Mm. do you think that obviously your exposure has definitely helped you to drive your branding and and to get it to where it is now yeah it's, it's i mean it's definitely helped i've got a lot more reach i've got a lot more influence um mm-hmm. when it comes to that sort of stuff i think um having a, a really large amount of following is great but it doesn't necessarily matter in the sense that people will believe in a person regardless of their following you know so if you've got 100 followers or 100,000 followers if your message is like is, is good and your information mm-hmm. is good and that person spends a little bit of personal time with you like like branding yourself uh, growing your brand um it comes like uh, a lot easier you know so um with me having the extra following and stuff it does help but a lot of my following is still to do with love, love island, island. Yeah. yeah and you're and trying it, to move it, away from uh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i mean i took a massive loss of followers and i've i've i got hit like a the the bottom as such you know of people that weren't interested and mm-hmm. lost i think it was near not ninety thousand followers, something like that. Really? Yeah. I think that's all right, though. I think sometimes it's okay to just cleanse, oh, yeah, filter through, 100%. and restart yourself. Yeah. Reinvent yourself. Saying to a lot of people, I asked, you know, like, like oh, you keep dropping followers. I was like, yes, but at the same, because you can obviously check like who's following and whatnot. I was still growing followers, but it was kind of like um, there'd be like fifty new followers, and then a hundred people would leave. So it's a hundred people that didn't weren't interested in fitness and what I was the message I was uh, putting okay. out I that would leave and fifty people that were were like coming on board, you know. So now I mean I hit a point where I've started to grow and I'm on the on the rise as such with with the content that I'm posting and yeah. that's more like massively valuable to me. So yeah. Um I always used to say that I would happily have fifty thousand followers of people or fifty thousand people who were interested in what I did than six hundred who whereas just you know, like, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. what's your best-selling product? Um, my best-selling product is probably the ladies' booty plans. Ooh, oh, nice. tell me about this—the mm. <laughs> booty plans. Yeah, <laughs> so it's an eight-week, an eight-week. Um, eight cor- weeks. Oh, that's too long. <laughs> long, <laughs> long, long, long. Anything with muscle building or, or growing or whatever it does take a well. I mean, it takes a little bit longer because it's harder to visually see the change um, when it comes to like adding muscle and stuff, but. 
uh, yeah, so it's an eight week course that I that I, I run. Um, I pretty much you pay for it. I ping it out to you. It's all PDF. It all works with your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, all of it's got like. Uh, like video tutorials, the videos have got voiceover, got bullet points, it's day by day instruction. So, yeah. Okay, so in eight weeks, you see the results? or I mean, you'll see results as long as you're sort of adhering to the, the program itself and, and keeping on track with it, you will see um, progress pretty much as mm-hmm. soon as you start. You know, you'll start to see a lot of change within like muscular um, definition and strength. And then as you go week by week, you'll see. Uh, you should be progressing you know it's progressively overloading in the in the fitness world is what it's called it progressively mm-hmm. getting yeah. a little bit heavier and a little bit stronger and then that correlates to then adding more muscle to the areas in which you want to work ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So Jack has got a question. How much pressure is there on you to be entertaining on TV and also look your best for the show leading up to going on TV? Pressure on being entertaining. I mean, I personally wasn't that entertaining on there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. Like, I mean, I did all these challenges. <laughs> I was like... Uh, my uh, my interpretation of being entertaining was winning the challenges. Yeah. Winning the girl. Yeah. Chilling out, having a cool time. But... I think being entertaining on on reality TV is drama. Yeah. If you're not if you're not surrounded or you're not like into drama, you're yeah. not very entertaining, you know. So the pressure of being somebody you're not, especially if you're not into drama, I mean it's quite high. I saw that um there's there was you 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 got teased a bit about how you looked before with when you were younger, was that something Yeah. you were yeah, a, a, yeah. acutely like kind of aware of and stuff growing up or mm. was that something so that bothered you? Me uh, all the way through school, I mean, I was one of the tallest kids in school. I was yeah. like, I mean, I'm six foot two in a bit now. A bit counts. And, um, yeah. <laughs> it does. It all counts. It, it all counts. Height, counts. Yeah. Six foot two in a little bit. And, I mean, I hit that height when I was super young, you know. I, like, grew straight away. And I was um, really skinny, ribs everywhere, felt bony, felt horrible, really wanted to be bigger. Uh, I think the term is bigorexia. Bigorexia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never heard that. Yeah. yeah, it's when I mean it's the opposite of people that want to lose weight, like anorexia. It's mm-hmm. like, um, I mean, it, I had a mild, I would say mild case of it, but I really, really wanted to be big. I would wear my school uniform with like jumpers underneath my t-shirts. I'd wear like tracksuit bottoms, just to um, look bulky, underneath like my him. trousers, mm-hmm. my school trousers to like fill out my legs, fill out my upper body, and I would wear this in PE, everything like all day. Yeah, so I would sweat buckets oh my gosh just to look bigger yeah 
This is yeah. actually quite interesting because I think that a lot of young guys and or I don't know, just men in general want to have that manly look. Is that yes. the kind of is there something in that was going on in your head where you felt like I need to look more manly, I need to look bigger? Yeah. Was it I, I mean I wasn't a particularly confident lad. Um I mean I just kinda like floated by life and stuff, you know. So I find I've I found that that would be the way that I like present myself like people would well, that's the way I wanted to feel you know I wanted to feel like I could just like sit back and like feel confident rather than like mm-hmm. showboating like a, a personality like I didn't have I, yeah. I knew that I didn't have like this a uh, extravagant personality to like be the the the, the party was it the, the party stopper was it the the life and soul of the party yeah that's it yeah, yeah. you know um like I'm just not into that so I like chilling out chatting all that sort of stuff but I just wanted to feel confident uh enough to make people go oh yeah He's in shape, you know. That's that's all I wanted, and like, and I just didn't feel confident within my own body. I hated. I used to go in a separate room to, like you say, to take my top off or change for PE in front of all the other lads. And this was like when I was, I mean, eleven all the way through to like sixteen, seventeen, and that's oh. seventeen is when I started the gym. That's when I was allowed to get a gym membership. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, you went to the gym that young. Mm. Yeah, I, I literally just got a gym membership like, <laughs> <the time>. <laughs> <laughs> like yesterday. I, I, I'll tell you what, I was. I think um, I had a gym membership when I was fifteen. Mm. What? Yeah, that's why you're looking like a snack, Gavin. No, I'm, not, I'm actually. Yeah, I eat so badly. I eat so so badly. It's crazy. It's, yeah, like, yeah, but it's I think terrible. for you as well, you're always on the move. Like I'm not joking. Yeah. Gavin mm. is always traveling. He's <laughs> never in one spot. He's in London. He's in Manchester. He's somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, and for me as well, just... people with schedules like me and Gavin. Yes. I think it's really difficult for us to be mm. super committed to working on it. Like I finish work at the end of the day and I'm like, oh, I'm exhausted. I need to yeah. go home. Yeah. yeah. So what would be your advice to men and women who have such busy schedules? And I guess that's the great thing about your yeah. eight week plan mm. because it's I can literally just go home yeah. and work on my booty, booty. in uh-huh. the comfort of my own home. I mean, for exactly. an Asian, I've got quite a sizable bum. <laughs> so it shouldn't take, I reckon your eight week plan will take me about four weeks just to get, I just need to Ooh, make sure go. it stays up there the way it Wait, is. Wait, after week one, the uh, amount of messages I get. <laughs> Alex Mate, is not that working. that was hard, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, honestly, I've got a big booty for an Asian girl. That's what I get told anyway. We're all, we're all friends here. We're just of course. Speak. It's not it's... always about men. You know? <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> You know, for me particularly, I, I struggle trying to attain like the body I want yes. all the time. I'm constantly trying to work towards what I want to mm. look like. And it's like, I think a lot of guys in my situation, maybe it's my age, I don't know. I'm sort of mid-30s mid now. Yeah. So. I mean, I hear that a lot and I do have the solution for pretty much everybody. I think um, with, especially someone like yourself, who say you're on the move a lot, you know, it's yeah. it's it's working around your schedule. Like... I think a lot of the, the the information that's put out there, or like you'll look at the next get the the guy who's got the lifestyle in which you wish you had, rather than working towards working around, sorry, a lifestyle in which you have now. You know, I think um, a lot of people like say, "I wish I could go to the gym four times." I can't like so then because they can't get to the gym four times a week, they don't go to the gym at all. And it's all about like fitness is fitness. You know, whether you burning calories is burning calories. If you're walking your dog, if you're swimming, if you're running, if you're jumping in the spot watching TV. You know, it, it, if your goal is, say, fat loss, then you can, like, attain fat loss anywhere. You can do it anytime, anywhere. Um, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, it adds up, you know, it adds up. Um, even, say, like, walking 10,000 steps a day, most people will probably do, I don't know, maybe a little bit less than that. Um, walking 10,000 steps a day is about 500 calories, you know. If you're burning 500 calories every single day, um, 
it comes to about 3,500 calories for the for the full week, you know. And if you're keeping an eye on how many calories you put in your mouth, you will lose fat every single, like every week, week by week, just by keeping an eye on how many calories you put on and just from walking. Yeah. It doesn't happen. It's like people think gym is the answer. Gym is not the answer. Gym is a, is a, um, is one of the answers you know there's multiple different things you can do if you've got bad knees and you can't run or you can't gym or whatever go swimming you know like there's do something you enjoy zumba anything there's no magical like fitness solution um gym gym or weight training or uh, that type of thing is is mainly just for people who uh want to sort of fine-tune their physique you know mm-hmm. um become more functional become more like you're going to have to sort of stress your body a little bit to be able to get it get it to the point of where it wants to change. Your body's lazy, you know. Mm-hmm. Your body wants minimal effort. The more stress you put on your body, the more reason you give it to change. So going from how you transitioned to do the career that you're in now then, did you have like um, much advice and guidance? Because I just think at the moment, today's sort of day and age, the way that the economy is going, people are people want to work for themselves more. Yes. They want their own. They want to be their own brands. They want to be their own thing, mm-hmm. like their own their own boss, basically. Yes. Entrepreneurship, yeah, 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 yeah. entrepreneurship is, is on huge. the rise. Yeah, yeah, and Massive. with the with the advent of like you know, lower salaries and what have you, and and you know, not as many jobs as there used to be, and not as many you know avenues to get into the areas that you want mm. to get into as there used to be. Um, like, in, do you think that that's something that's like kind of relevant in today's society? Do you reckon that you know from what you've how you've worked to get to where you are? Do you think that's something that's quite common from you know that background in that area? Yeah, I mean, I think as a personal trainer, especially you will like that's the sole thing you're working for yourself. You're like again, your body is your business card. Um, and and me personally, I hate working for people. Yeah, like I hate being told what to do. You know, I hate anything like that. So I've always, I mean, I had two jobs. I think I worked in Topman. And I worked as a lifeguard. And then after oh, that... Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Like in an indoor pool vibe? Yeah. Or like a Baywatch Malibu beach kind I of wish. vibe? I wish. I wish. <laughs> no, it's only... a bit more like council estate pool, like lifeguard jobby type thing, yeah. Um, Did you ever save anyone? Or yeah, a few people. No way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's quite a lot goes on in, in, in oh, the wow. pools. That... I'm going to completely change topic here switch it. and uh, get a bit uncomfortable. Talk oh. about... The area of love, which I know you men love talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So essentially, Love Island is okay. a show about finding love, right? Indeed. And how was that process for you? Did you fall in love? Did <laughs> you, what was, and do you fall in love easy? Are you good in a relationship? Mm. Do you prefer being in a relationship? Mm. I mean, when I, well, I, like I said, I don't really watch Love Island beforehand. I went on there with the sole intention to get a girlfriend. That's pretty, is that what you yeah, oh okay 100% I went in there oh. I was like it's weird because I was I came in exactly halfway through the show and I was sat uh, maybe it was a week before with, with my mum in the front room and she was going so which girl would you pick if you went out there I was like oh that Montana you know I swear down <laughs> so like, how did you get poached to go um, on the show through Facebook and Instagram okay so you yeah. got poached by, yes. by the producers yeah, yeah, okay yeah. I think 99% of the people that get on there are poached so you went on the show knowing that you had a girl in mind and you yeah, went for yeah. her. I'm I mean, getting her. I've, that's my end goal. And you got her. I did. I won. You did. You did, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it didn't last for long, but, you know, <laughs> still. I uh, mean, what does anymore? <laughs> <laughs> what is a relationship? Gavin's got some spit in it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say this because yeah. in my experience of 
dating guys or, Mm -hmm. you know, I Mm -hmm. feel like I've always made excuses for them. Oh, that's why he hasn't made an effort this week. Oh, that's why he's been a bit distant or this is why he hasn't messaged me back. And I just feel like I'm always making excuses for guys. Do you think that... Ah, good question. It's true, though. Good good point, yeah. And I know that all these women out there want to know this as well. Yeah. If you want to... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It takes three seconds to send a text. It does. Okay. When I haven't heard from you Mm. in a week... That's not, that's not, I I don't know, I'm just, I'm exaggerating here. And this isn't necessarily based on (laughs) my experiences. I have a lot of single girlfriends. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Shout out to all my single girlfriends. (laughs) I just feel like, you know, some of my friends who've been like, oh, he hasn't messaged me in a week, but we've been seeing each other for months. And I don't think that's acceptable because Mm. you're not that busy to not take, are your thumbs broken, mate? Like you can send a message. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think I'm quite on the ball with that sort of stuff. I think I've... But do you use the whole, oh, I'm so busy with my schedule as an excuse sometimes, but really you just can't be bothered to text. Yeah, it's either you can't be bothered or you're just not interested. There's one of the two. Okay, there you go, ladies. You've heard it right from Alex Duty's mouth. It's I mean, because yeah, okay. it's, it's that black and white. And this is what yeah. I always I, I think, try and like, say. Guys are black and white. They're just scared to be. Yeah. Scared, to, like, scared, scared to say it. I think I, I've yeah. always in my head been black and white with my solutions, with mm-hmm. my relationships, everything. The only issue I have is with hurting the person that I'm like talking to. That's so why like, you should be honest from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, back in the day when I was younger and all that sort of stuff, um, being single and whatnot, I uh, used to come up with all sorts of excuses to get out of like seeing a girl for this, like another time. You know what I mean? As you've gotten more experienced mm-hmm. in relationships, you it's do you find it quite easy to be honest with a girl and to say, look, I'm not interested? Do you? tend to do what most guys do drag it on for a little bit still carry on dating them oh i haven't seen you in two weeks but do you want to go out do you drag it on or do you like to just be like look it's i just don't want to waste your time and do you just kind of cut it from the beginning i don't know many guys that are like that to be honest i just know guys that are just like full of excuses (laughs) yeah just full of excuses and drag it out i mean like i said like i always think black and white in my head but it doesn't come out like that but how can when we I change that culture? I in don't men know. I think to stop I, I making excuses. Like, scared of being branded, I guess. Brand, like because yeah. like if I came, if I dated like a girl or whatever, uh, and it went on for a little bit, and I just went straight up to it. Listen, I'm just not attracted to you. Like I, whatever it was about, I don't like your personality. I don't like this trait. If I just said that to them, like it's a, not a nice thing to hear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine? Yeah, like, it's just I not a nice p- thing to hear for the, the person receiving it. So I think. So the excuse is a cover up. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. I mean, like, I would things... just like say, I'd be like, oh, like I'm doing this, I'm busy, I'm this, I'm that, because I'm like trying to just wean it off to the point of where I just don't even talk to you. And really, you're just chilling in your yeah. living room with your dumbbells. Hundreds and... of my dumbbells. <laughs> I'm making your protein. They're just shape. attached to my arms. Yeah. <laughs> with those guns. Damn. No. And so, do you think that? Um, it's important for men to just be super honest from the beginning and to just, you know, choose carefully. Yeah, I mean, it depends what you're looking for, really. I what think... do you look for? What attracts you? What are the, Is there, like, a key thing? Oh, there's a key thing that attracts me. To, I think confidence is massive. I think, mm. I, I'm not, honestly, like, I know that I'm into fitness and all this sort of stuff, but, like, I, I've always said I really don't care, like, physically, I'm I not love that bothered. That. Yeah, good. I don't really care. I, I I I appreciate a pretty girl, 100%, 100% appreciate, and I'll be more attracted uh, initially to go and, and speak to a pretty girl, like someone who I find visually attractive. But I might if say a gin, that's where. Uh, how do you say it? Someone who doesn't necessarily think they're that pretty, it's got a, the confidence and such a personality about it, in which the point of where they're just like like full of life. 
you can't ignore that. You can't, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. You just can't ignore it. And like, I've always found like, it's always like the girl next door, kind of like someone you used to chat to in school and like was fun, like your best mate, that kind of like fun. Like they're, they're kind of just like, f- like free within their own mm. And you can really being. vibe with that yeah, person. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think That's some people really are really good great, looking. That's true. Very well developed mm. answer. Rather, I, you know, typically men are like, oh, she's got to be pretty. She's got to be yeah. hard. But actually, you've gone a bit deeper yeah, into I'm, your feelings. I, I mean, I've dated some really pretty girls and I've dated some, like, what people would say, maybe not so pretty girls. But I mean, you always have a good time with people that care, le- little, I know it's weird, care a little bit less about their image. Yeah. Does that make, like, care a little bit less about their image? They just want to go out, have fun go do some stupid shit and like mm. and have a good time you know and you're just like kind of like this is chill but then at the same time that then can kind of fall into a friendship yeah that's true like if if there's aspects of that sort of physical or visual side that you just really can't let go of it's it true. does fall into a friendship yeah, yeah. I, I get fl- fucking friends in all the time no but <laughs> oh, no you man. don't that's just what you think because mm. gavin is fucking amazing mm. oh thanks he he really is thanks Lee. but i think that um you have to be friends to yeah, spend a life yeah, with someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think that, does yeah. it scare you, long-term commitment, no. life partner? Or do you think it's because me and Gavin are slightly older than you? <laughs> Not by much, <laughs> but we're ready to months. settle down. <laughs> Jack, Jack is near your age, Alex. Let's get, Jack, Jack's got a last question, actually, to get in. What is the biggest thing that you learned from being in the villa? The biggest so, thing. The biggest thing that you learned from being in the villa, Alex. Everyone calls me naive. Okay. Oh. I was not Very expecting that. naive, I think, to people's intentions. I think that's more... I've always been caught up with wrong crowds or bad crowds and being involved in stuff or done things due to me thinking it's, like, cool and normal and whatever and being very naive to the whole scenario of what actually is going on in the background. Um, what I've learned from Love Island is not that the people in which were on it were not being genuine towards me or, like, whatever... But just to take it all with a pinch of salt and kind of still keep everyone at like an arm's length as such. Because, I, I mean, there was all like chats of like having a group chat and like being friends and meeting up and all this. And I'm like the type of guy's like, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll arrange it. And I'll like pick a place and we'll go meet and do this. And then you come out and it's like nothing, you know. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think me just I learned not to be so naive to people's emotions and people's uh, chat, basically. Yeah. That's fair enough. Do you know something, guys? We've run out of time. Already? Thanks so much, Alex. You're welcome. It's, it's really been a pleasure. Pre- no, it's been brilliant having you on because uh, you're a great guy. I know you from, you know, from football and from, you know, media work before. So it's yes. really, really good to have you on. Um, it's really appreciated. So, you know, wish you all the best. Where can people find you in your uh, social media life and Ooh. online profile going forward? Uh, my social media mainly is consists of Instagram, which is just Alex. BT. Um, I have a YouTube channel which I am very, very inactive on, um, <laughs> which I am um, planning on getting a bit more active on, which is again just Alex BT. So if you just type in my name into uh, most places, it should be the first one to pop up. Brilliant stuff. Amazing. And Lou, you're on social media as well, aren't you, of course? Unfortunately, yes. You can find me at Lou Ling Chan, but most importantly, you can find Gavin. At, uh, at Gavin, our official, you'll just get everything on there, really, <laughs> pretty much. And we want to hear from you in future episodes. DM us. We're at Manzilla online on all social media platforms. This has been the Manzilla podcast. Have a great day.
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.